you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. I need five people to just be excited with me about the Word of God. Amen. 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 I got more than five that will help me get through this, this nice and easy. Amen. How many, how many of you realize what happened here this morning during worship? This is it. This is it. Listen. Fasting makes you hungry. Some of you got that on a superficial level. But, but some of you just... Fasting makes you hungry. Amen? That's what's going on in worship. That's why we're taking it to new levels, this team, every week. Amen? That's why we're just getting closer and closer to just being in... I, I'm, I'm expecting one day, like, some of them just start disappearing. Just, and, and just, like, God will just disappear them and appear them in another church so that they can wake up a spirit of worship someplace else. Amen? I mean, it's just fasting makes you hungry. Amen? All right. All right. I want to start with this. Somebody needs to open up the, ch- the, the classroom for them. Anybody with a key? All the kids are out there waiting like... I had scribbled this on the top of my page. The safest place to be is in the will of God. How many of you just really understand that? The safest place to be is in the will of God. Wherever it is that God wants you to be, no matter what's going on in that place, no matter what or hell could be breaking loose, but if you are standing in the center will of God, you're in the safest place in the world. Amen? Well, all right. It is Sunday, January 18th, and this is week three of a three-week corporate fast. What does week three mean of a three-week? We are almost done. This is the last week. I thought we'd be more excited about that. This is the last week. This is the last Sunday. Tomorrow will be the last Monday. Tuesday will be the last Tuesday. Wednesday will be the last Wednesday. Amen? All the way until Saturday after lunch. How many of you have dinner plans already? Make them now. Book them. Reserve them. Hook it up. Do it right. But listen, let me give you a word of warning. Don't go right into the chuletas. Pork will kill you after three weeks of not eating it. So start off slow. Amen? This is just a... A, a natural, you know, word of, of good health. Don't go crazy. Don't have four steaks and try to make up for the three weeks. Take it easy. Little pieces. Little. Start with something easy like chicken or, or you know, I wouldn't run right into the pork. Amen? Is that good advice? All right. Some of you are not going to listen anyway. You're going to go crazy. But that's on you. I just want to see you Sunday. Don't tell me everybody's sick and taking uh, all, the, all that medicine Saturday nights and I'll be here. Week three, let me just tell you how proud I am of all of you that have pressed on and you've gotten this far. 
I am so proud of you guys. I love reading your blogs. I love reading your messages. I love getting your emails. I love hearing and seeing how you encourage one another and build each other up. I love how ingenious you guys have been. You've found ways to have cake. You've found ways to, to have shakes. You've found ways to eat cereal, to eat all kinds of, to have pasta, to have, you have found ways to eat everything and still be legal. Amen? We are some ingenious people. Amen. Amen. And now listen to me. If you started with us and you had to stop for whatever reason, do not be discouraged. Can I say that to you today? Do not be discouraged. It doesn't mean that you're any less spiritual than anyone else. It doesn't mean that you're any less holy. It doesn't mean, listen, if you got to spend a little more time with God than you would have three weeks ago, if you got to read a little more, if you got to pray a little more, if you really got to worship a little more, if you set aside the TV a little more, if you set aside the radio a little more, if you just got a little closer to God, then you did something. Amen? And applaud yourselves. You did something. You did something. Don't let anybody in here beat you up. Don't let anybody in here look at you like, well, you quit. You ain't, this ain't for you. Don't let anybody look at you like, well, I'm better than you because I'm still on it and you're eating chicken. Don't let anybody tell you. If you got a little closer to God, then, then that's the point. That's the point. If anybody's judging you and they're still on the fast, they're missing the point and they're not even eating the meat. So you're ahead of them. Amen? Right? If you see anybody with the armbands FP, just go running. Fasting police, tell them you don't want nothing to do with it. Only God, right? It's between you and God. So listen, listen. Whether you stopped after a couple of days, I don't care how many times you modified it. Any modifications made up in here? <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how many times you modified it. I don't care how many times you stopped and started. I don't care how, what has happened during this time. It, the, the fact is that you had a desire, that you had a desire to get close to God. The fact is that you started something. The fact is that you tried. And if you don't start nothing, won't be nothing, right? And, and so if you started something, God is pleased and, and we're going to do something with that. And God is going to bless you. Amen? Listen, a fool says in his heart, there is no God. And the hard-hearted man says, I don't need this. So if you're still here and you haven't even tried, I'll talk to you in a minute. But you see, there's, there's a discipline in, in what we're learning. And, you know, this is building, in, in building ourselves, there's a discipline. My wife and I were, 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 were talking over Saturday morning breakfast. Whole wheat bagel and water. Soy, margarine. How many of you got the soy butter? It tastes better than regular butter. I ain't even going back. And it's cheaper if you buy it at Trader Joe's. Little plug. But we were having breakfast on Saturday morning. And we were just talking about the discipline that this is building in us. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There's a discipline that's being built in us. And, and you know, we were, she, she's, for her, she said it was our daughters kept her going. She said, how can I quit when my daughters are still doing it? Right? And so for her, her daughters kept her going. For me, you guys kept me going. 
I said, how can I quit when the church is still going? How can I stop when the church is, is expecting? Imagine how whack that would be if I got up Sunday morning and blew it off. And some of you are still pressing on and still, and still doing it, right? How many of you are still focused on it? Come on, let me, let, let me see. Amen. Look around. Look around. Don't get self-righteous. That don't make you better than anybody else. But amen, you're doing something and you're in it. How whack would that be if I got up here and just went to another topic and said, oh, those, yeah, I couldn't do it. I stopped. So you guys kept me focused. I want you to know, you kept me persevering. You kept me pressing on. You are bringing me closer to God. Amen? And so, you know, we were talking about how this, this, this got me so much prayer. It got me striving to get closer, right? And in the Word, there were different people who fasted at different times for different reasons. And when this is all over, you're going to, on your own, you're going to decide on your own to fast. When this is all over, some of you say, no way. But, but trust me, when, when this is all over, you have built a discipline in you that when a tough situation comes up, you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to fast a day to get an answer to that question. When, when a big decision comes up, you say, you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to do a three-day juice fast and not eat anything for three days because I really need to hear from God on this before I take that engagement, before I propose, before I accept, before I get married, before I change schools, before I start a new relationship, before I move from the city to the city, out of the city, in the city, right? You, you, you're going to have built a discipline in you. That says, before I do anything, I'm going to fast on my own. Because it, it, there is such a thing in there. There's something in me now. And in the Word, we find out some people did a one-day full fast. Some people did a three-day juice fast. That means no food for three days, just juice. I look at those fasts now and I laugh. How many of you with me? One or two? Come on, think about fasting for one day now. What is that? Right? Once you have a discipline in you, we've been, we've been pressing this on for 21 days. I know that if I called my team and I said, listen, something big is going down. Let, give me one day next week and let's not eat for one day and fast. I, I don't think there'll be a hesitation in the group because there's a discipline been built in us. We did 21 days. I can do a day. Amen? Because no matter how hard it is, in 24 hours, it's over. Woo! In 24 hours, I'm done. I can, so see, this has built a discipline in us. There's something in me now that says I can do a one-day fast. I can do a three-day fast. There's a new discipline in me. And listen to this. Listen, listen. The discipline of conquering the desire to eat certain things transfers over into other areas. Amen. The discipline of, of conquering, you understand, this is a discipline that we built up. And this discipline, once we have it, it transfers over into other areas. How many of you struggle with things? Right? How many of you have, have habits that you've been trying to break? How many of you have, have things that pester you? There's that besetting sin that's always on you that no matter how far you go, you can't get away from. Well, see, fasting builds a discipline in us. And see, you thought it was about giving up coffee. You thought it was about giving up food. You thought it was about, you know, giving up stuff, about going without stuff. You thought it was about not having stuff. But listen, you, you didn't know that this was about building stuff. You didn't know that fasting was about growing stuff. Fasting is about laying foundational stuff that we can build on. Amen? 
See, it, it, it's more than giving up stuff. See, I want to give you, and the st- point of all of this is I want to give you something you can use. And that's the title of this message. Something you can use. Because all this teaching on fasting, all these experiences that we're going through with this fast, is something you can use. And when you do, the end result, is le- what you're left with, is something He can use. Nobody get excited about that? See, I don't know about you, but my prayer throughout all of this is, God, make me something you can use. Make me something you can use. If, is that anybody's prayer in this place? Because otherwise we're missing the whole point. Go eating. Start eating today. It, it's got to be God. I want to be something you can use. So let me remind you of some of the reasons why we fast. And I want to start with this one because it, it, I found, I, I thought like I've gotten past this and I, I always knew this was something heavy on me, but, but this fast has brought me back to, to the core that God put in my heart and this is my heart of hearts of hearts. Listen to this. We're fasting because we're training and we're passing on a living, courageous faith to the next generation. Can anybody get excited about that? We're passing on a faith to the next generation. See, if that doesn't matter to you, listen, if, if, you're, if, if you have any faith at all, if, if your faith is to mean anything, it's got to cost you something. Do you understand that? If your faith is to mean anything, it's got to cost you something. If you want your children and the children around them to know that your faith walk is real, that it's valuable, that it's powerful, then they're going to have to see it in your life. It's got to cost you something. You get what you pay for, right? That's why everything that the people say is free is garbage. You get what you pay for. See, your faith has to cost you something. Listen, there's a destructive cycle in our young people and in this whole thing that's going on. If the things of God aren't important enough to you to make sacrifices when the time calls for it, then the faith you're passing down is watered down. You got to hear this. This is heavy. The faith that you're passing down is shallow. It's weak. And, And God put this on my heart heavy last night. The faith... That you're, some, some of your faith is expiring. Listen to this. this, this I, I, I started typing and, and I said, Lord, this, is, this doesn't even seem, seem right. And, and, back, and it just kept ringing in my heart. Some of your faith is expiring. There's an expiration date on some of the cartons of your faith. You know why? Because you've left your faith outside for too long. You haven't brought your faith into a covering. Listen, faith is not a hat you wear on Sunday. Faith is not a suit you throw on and then hang it up for the rest of the week. Faith is a lifestyle. When you leave your faith out of your daily life, it goes bad. I truly believe the reason some of you have just been snatched from other places and thrown into this sanctuary, you thought it was because of a friend. You thought it was because somebody called you. No, your faith was about to expire and God said, I need to put you in a covering. I need to take that carton and put it someplace where it's covered, where it's protected, where it's chilled, where it's encouraged, where it can grow. Somebody needs to receive that. Your faith was expiring. I never thought of, of, of anything like that in my life. It couldn't have been me. This is not me. I really felt this is from God. Your, your faith is expiring because we've left it out too long. 
And listen, by the time, by the time it, 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 we, we, we hand it off to the next generation, it's going to be spoiled. And it's going to be useless. And it's going to be powerless. How many times have you been, you know, I don't know if this happens in your house, but I mean, in my house, the milk goes so fast, it never spoils. We don't even need a refrigerator. But, it, you know, you ever sat down and you got your favorite cereal and you put that thing down and, and you got your spoon ready. And for some reason, you're so excited about that cereal and, and you got it all ready. You're like setting up the table for you, just yourself, you know. And then you go and you get that milk and you come to your awesome bowl of, of Captain Crunch and Crunch Berries or, or, or honey, whatever it is that, you know, that, that floats your boat and you come and you go and it comes out chunky. Is that the worst feeling in the world? You have just ruined your morning, you've ruined the cereal, you've ruined all that good Captain Crunch sitting there in spoiled milk, right? Listen, some of our faith is about to expire. God showed me this last night. And, and so we, we need to bring it because by the time we hand this down to our kids, it's going to be bad. Your kids, there's a whole generation that's looking at the church and smelling the carton and, and going, no thanks, I don't want that. You know I'm speaking this truth. I know it's getting quiet, but you, you understand what I'm saying. I don't, I don't want to hand down that. And so I want to I show you something with an illustration here. I want you to see something, see? This, this, um, I'm going to use this, this fruit punch here to represent our faith, right? And the red, you know, we use, we use grape juice for communion, right? The red symbolizes the blood. And so you see, this symbolizes the blood. You see, you see the color? This symbolizes the blood. This is a picture of our faith, okay? And look, look what happens in, in a lot of homes. I, I, I know I hear this. This happens all the time. Listen, those of you with kids, maybe sometimes you brought your kids to this church one time and they got to play in children's church and now that's all they want to do. They want to come to church to play. To play. And so a, a night like last night, let's say, you know, the snow was coming and so the kids are like, Daddy, are we going to go to church tomorrow? And, 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 and you're like, you know, Papito, it's cold, it's going to snow, it's, it's, you know, it's not real good out there. It's, I mean, we went last week. Water it down. See, you said, I don't need to be consistent. I don't need to be, you know, all the time. I don't need to be in church all the time. You know, we went last week. Water it down. Water it down. Somebody in church, you, you hear one of the announcements come up and say, Hey, hey, um, men, I need the men to come out, man, because we're trying to build a, a cleaning team and a, and a maintenance team because this building is a lot to take care of. This, you know, I, we need you guys to sign up, please. You know, see Joe with the clipboard at the end. We need to sign up. And you're like, not, not. If the building is too much to maintain, they shouldn't have gotten a bigger building. Let the pastor do it. He gets paid. Water it down. Water it down. What happens? The men's, the women's ministry is meeting. All oh, the women's ministry are getting together. Ladies, we need to come out for the, for the women's ministry, man. We just want to pray with each other. And we want to, there's a lock-in coming. We want to lock in and just love on each other, man. And pray and intercede and really believe. And, and, and you're like, not. I don't think so. I'll come for the free Thanksgiving dinner, though. I'll come for the breakfast. I'll come for the lunch. When there's food, basically, I'll come. And it's free. But, but to come and pray with a bunch of ladies? Nah. Water it down. Water it down. 
Come out to men's ministry. Come out to youth, man. You know the youth are meeting, man? And we got to get our youth together. We got to get our youth strong, man. We got to get all the youth out. Nah, you don't have to go to that. Come on. That's water it down. Water it down. Here's another area. Ooh, this is a touchy one. Don't get offended. Oh, well. Finances. Oh, man, I'm part of this church now. I got to stop coming to this church. Uh, and, and somebody says tithing. And it was like they dropped an F-bomb on you. Like, que hezo. And, and are, are you going to support? You know, are you going to support? Are you going to, you know, and, and, and it's like, nah, come on. I work hard for my money. You know, things are bad. I need to be saving. I need to be taking care of things. Nah, I work hard. Let, let somebody else pay for the bills in the church where I get fed. Let somebody else pay for that. Nobody told them to get a bigger building. We should have stayed in the little building. It was cheaper. Water it down. Water it down. Water it down. Special projects. You know that we called for special projects toward the end of the year because last summer was blistering hot in here. Do you remember? It was really, really hot. And so we called for a special project. We need still today $7,000 to buy the AC units so that this summer coming up that we have something going on, you know? So, are, are, hey, are we going to be a part of that? Honey, are we going to, you know, chip in to, to, to do the, you know, the, the air conditions? You know, the church needs air conditions. That's $7,000, you know. Are we going to chip in and be, nah. Oh, you crazy. Border it down. I don't need to be consistent with that. I got a vacation in the summer. I, got a, I don't even go to church a couple times during the summer, so it's not going to phase me. As a matter of fact, if it gets too hot in the building, I just won't go. Water it down. Water it down. The church call. I was getting thirsty, all that water. The church calls for a corporate fast. Are you going to be a part of that? Are we going to do that? Hey, hey, Dad, I heard everybody shopping after, after church. They're going to buy stuff. We're going to be eating vegetables and fruits because kids was getting into it. Amen? And, and, and some of your kids are the ones that force you to do it. Some of the kids make you feel so guilty. You're like, yeah, yeah, of course we're going to do it, honey. But, but, but a lot of people said, nah. You're talking about my coffee now. You ain't, you, nah, I'm, I'm not down with that. That's for people in ministry. That's for those in ministry to fast. That's for them. Water it. What do you want? Be a religious fanatic or something? Walking around like, oh, I'm not eating for Jesus. I'm not, I'm not no fanatic. I'm not all about that. Water it down. Water it down. That's my coffee you're messing with. Nah, I ain't down with that. That's my chuletas. I need my, you know, come on. I, I, I'm a growing man. You know, you're growing too much. Some of you just need to, right? But anyway. Water it down. And listen, listen, because this, this keeps on. Even, even when the kids stop asking, they're in their teens, they're still learning. Even when the kids stop asking, they're still learning. And, and so then we get parents, well, I ain't going to force my kids to come to church. Good. Guess what? God's not going to force them either. So who's going to bring them? Who's going to bring them? It's all right. They'll get lost in their 20s or 30s. God willing, God will rescue them. 
Because, because then, then you start getting serious. Then when they start coming home with tattoos and drug, drug marks, then when they start coming home with their eyes bloodshot, then when you find Visine in every pocket of their coats, and you're like, why my kid got eye problems all of a sudden? Why he need Visine for? Because he's trying to get the red out because he's coming home crunked up all the time, right? Then, then you call the church. Then you start hitting your knees. Then you start coming to prayer on Wednesdays. Then you start getting serious with God. We got to pray for my kids. We got to, no, no, no. You, you've been watering it down. You handed down some bad faith. You handed down some weak convictions. Listen. By the time some of us pass down the message of the gospel, the blood has been so watered down, you don't even recognize it. You don't even recognize it. Listen to this. Our faith can get so watered down You don't even taste the fruit. It's so weak when you pass it down, it's almost extinct in you. Now, you send that kid off to college, all it takes is one professor who's an atheist and teaching world religion and to just blow it, and then one college party to just blow away all the weak convictions that you put into that kid in one shot. Meanwhile, in the music industry, people like Marilyn Manson, who says that every one of his concerts and does an altar call to be antichrist worshipers, to be Satan worshipers, at every one of his concerts where thousands of young people are, he says, meanwhile he's telling them he wants to be known as the man who brought an end to Christianity. Yeah. And so in the music industry, meanwhile, they're trying to obliterate everything, but, but you're passing down this watered-down faith like this blood is going to mean anything. This don't even look like blood. This won't even stain your clothes. Why are we fasting for the rest of this week and we're going to be excited about it? Because I want my kids to know that my faith is real, that there's power in it, that God means more to me than food, that, and He should mean more that much to them. I want them to be able to taste the fruit in my life. I want my kids and I want this generation, I want your kids to know that He's a help in times of trouble, that He's a lamp under my feet, that He's a light unto my path, that He's my deliverer, that He's my glory, that He's the lifter of my head, that He's my redeemer, that He's my sanctifier, that He's the Lord that healeth me, that He's the Lord that provideth for me, that He can build me up and He can tear me down, that He's gracious to the humble and He's able to make the ungracious humble. I want them to know that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Isaiah 59. I want them to know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ came that I would have life and have it abundantly. John 10.10. 10. I want them to know that Jesus said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome the power of the enemy. Nothing can harm you. Luke 10.19. I want them to know 
that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought and making it obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 15. I want to give them something that they can use. I want to give our kids, my kids, your kids, the next generation, I want to give them something they, they can use so that they can be something He can use. Give God the glory. Give God glory. So in fasting, there is strength that we never knew we had. How many found that? There's a strength that I didn't know I had. And I'm passing that down to the next generation. That gets me excited. I'm passing that down to the next generation. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, and I said this when my kids were tiny, tiny little babies. I said it to my wife. You can grab her out of children's church and ask her if it's true. I said, my kids will never wild out and live crazy and blame me for it. Key. They could still wild out. They could still go their own way. They could still choose to make stupid decisions. They could still mess up. They could still go as far from God as, as God would allow them to. But, it, but they're not going to say it's because my dad didn't show me. Because my dad didn't show me that his faith was real. They're not going to say it's because my dad put his faith before me. They're not going to say it's because my dad put his church before me. They're not going to say it's because dad was one way in church and different at home. They're not going to say because all they saw was phony hypocrisy in the church. They can't say that. Amen? You need to have the same resolve. You need to have the same conviction. I'm not giving my kids any reason. As a matter of fact, I'm giving them power for life. I'm giving my kids power for life. There's nothing better to, to, for, for me than that. I'm giving my kids power for life. I'm not giving them some spoiled milk carton of faith. <coughs> when we fast, we're drawing closer to God. Some of you thought it was over and you're off the hook. No. There's still one more week. I'm still going to deal with some of you. There's still one more week. Hit somebody in the elbow and say, there's still one more week. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Amen? Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. And we have something to look forward to at the end of this. If you don't start nothing, then you have nothing to look forward to but regret. Say, man. And now listen to me. If you're pregnant and there's medical reasons, I'm not, I'm not trying to force people into some sickness. You understand? And I'm not talking, and I'm not preaching condemnation, and I'm not preaching judgment. All I'm saying is, if you want something, you got to start something. Amen? And, and I'm not beating, I'm not telling you, start now and you go 21 days from here because that's not fair. We did 20. No, I'm saying start now, finish with us and watch what God can do. Amen? In Exodus 34, Moses, did you know Moses was the first recorded person to fast? Check this out. You thought you had it hard. Moses was with God and God was giving him the commandments. God was giving him, giving him the law of the covenant. God was having, you know, having rev given him revelation. And the word of God says he spent 40 days without food or water. 40 days without food or water. Listen carefully today. 
for you super zealots. You try that on your own, you will surely die. Okay? But in the presence of God, there's supernatural power. Somebody tell somebody, he's the super to my natural. Amen? He's the super to my natural. See, in the presence of God, there's supernatural power. So in Exodus, fasting is associated with spending time with God. It's associated with receiving revelation directly from God. So when God is speaking to you, when His Word is activated in your life, when you get lost in Him, you're not thinking about the food you're missing. So there's fasting in times of revelation and there's revelation in times of fasting. Amen? If it happens one way, it happens another. There's fasting in time, and, and, and there's revelation in times of fasting. Amen. Amen. So why fast? Because we want wisdom. Because we want clarity. Because we need vision. Because we need purpose. The Word of God tells us that Ezra, Ezra the priest, was about, he was going to take God's people back to Jerusalem. And he knew it was a dangerous trip. You can read about this in Ezra um, chapter 8. Ezra was going to take God's people back to Jerusalem. It was, it was a pilgrimage. It was going to be a serious trip. And so it says in, in Ezra 8.21, I proclaimed a fast. So that we might humble ourselves before God and ask Him for a safe journey. So fasting is about humbling and asking. Amen? It's about humbling and asking. So we humbled ourselves and then asked Him for a safe journey for us, our children, and our possessions. Listen to this. This is key. He says, I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from the enemies on the road because I had told the king that the gracious hand of God is on everyone who looks to him. This is key. And then it says, So we fasted and petitioned our God about this and he answered our prayer. See, you can't tell somebody God protects and carry two nines. You understand the, the, what's, what's, being, what's going on there? He, he, Ezra said, it's a dangerous trip and, and I need God's protection. And, and, but I can't ask the king, although the king would send soldiers with me, the king would send protection. But I told the king that God protects those that are his. So if God protects those that are his, I can't go back to the king and tell him, protect us. Because then you know how the unbeliever is, right? He'll tell you, well, uh, I thought God protected you. Oh, you still need me to protect you, don't you? And when, you're weak, when, you're, when your faith is spoiled, when your faith is, is expiring, you do. But when you walk in faith strong, when you're believing that the Word of God is true for Him, for Him, for Him, and even today for me, then your faith is strong, and what you say, you got to walk out. Amen? So if you say God is going to protect, then you got to walk in it. You can't tell somebody Jesus saves, but then you keep trying to save yourself. You can't tell somebody God provides, but then you're killing yourself trying to provide. Oh, somebody had to get that today. You can't tell. I'm not going to fall, relax. You can't tell, but it'd be funny, right? Then, then you never forget this message. You can't tell somebody God provides. He can't be Jehovah Jireh, but then you taking six jobs to try to make ends meet. That means you're trying to provide, isn't it? Sometimes we just need to back up and say, God, you know what it is. It is what it is. 
I'm going to be, listen, God doesn't bless disobedience, so don't get it twisted. It doesn't mean you can live and do anything you want to do, and God will still provide, and God will still bless, and God, he's not a genie that you rub, and, and, and he gives you three wishes, right? But, but when you do things the right way, and when you say, God, here's my tithe, God, here's my offering, God, here's, I'm putting everything before you, God, but I'm not going to take six jobs to not be with my kids, to not grow anything up, because I'm trying to pass down a faith to my kids that's strong, that's healthy, that's vibrant, that's alive, and so I need them to see how God's how God provides so God it's on you now here's the bill amen so Ezra fasted for protection and God answered and gave him even more than that Ezra helped all of God's people deal with their sins and their backslidden conditions so we can see in the book of Ezra that in fasting there's a covering listen in fasting there's a covering but watch this to be covered you have to be close oh, come on to be covered you have to be close see I can't cover you if you won't get under the covering I can't protect you if you won't stay in our protection those are the men in here we play we play a war game sometimes after church on Sundays Right? And, and there's a part of that, it's, it's a war game. And so, you know, because that's what men do. We like to shoot things and, and you know, do, do things like that. And so we play this game and there's a part of the game that we say, listen, we keep telling, there's this, this one particular game that we play that's only four men. And so we keep telling all the four men, stay close so that we can be, protect each other. If you go out into a different place on your own, you're going to be killed and then you're risking our lives because then we got to go and save you. Amen? Where my, where my Call of Duty head's at? Right? And we tell them, stay close. Because in order to be covered, you, you have to be close. We're fasting so that we would be close to God. So that it would, we would be covered. Listen, I'm closing with this. I told you last week about the parable found in Matthew 20. And the parable says really quickly that the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them one denarius for the day. He later went out on the third hour and told more people to go to work in his vineyard. He said, I'll pay you what's right. He did it again at the sixth hour, at the ninth hour, and then at the eleventh hour he went out and he found some people not doing anything. And he said, why aren't you working? And they said, nobody's hired us. He said, well, come, go work in my vineyard. In the eleventh hour. And when evening came, the owner told the foreman to call the workers and to pay them from pay them beginning with the ones that were hired last. And the ones who started working at the eleventh hour got exactly what the ones who had been working all day received. I believe this. Listen. It is the ninth, tenth, and eleventh hour of this corporate fast. I truly believe that even if you've started and had to stop for whatever reasons other than medical, if you, it, or if you were never on board with this since the beginning, this last week, I'm calling you to come work in the vineyard. If you desire any of the things you've heard me share about or any of the experiences that you've heard others talk about during this time, listen, if you ain't coming out to prayer, you're not hearing the good stories. We've, we've heard stories in the last two weeks about revelation from God, about protection, about direction. I've heard of new jobs in this economy. I've heard of raises and promotions, people being spared and, and from, from the acts as they've been 
getting cut. We've heard about bills being paid unexpectedly. We've heard about unexpected checks. We've heard about visitations of God's comfort and grace. But listen, that's not the reason to start this fast. All of those things are not the reason to start the fast. They're just the side effects. Come on, you didn't catch that. Those aren't the reasons to fast, but they're the side effects. You know, on TV, when they, when they tell you about this wonderful drug to stop your headache, and they say, this is a great drug, it's going to stop your headaches, and it's wonder- and there's people testifying, oh, I've always had headaches, and I take this drug, and my headaches are fine, and then right at the end of the commercial. Right? Warning. This medicine causes diarrhea, head cramps, some cause cancer in laboratory animals. Some have even died through asthma-related deaths. So, so I'm taking a medicine for a headache that might give me cancer, asthma, or kill me. Is that a good switch? I, I don't know about you, but that, that, it doesn't take a real good math, mathematician or, or somebody to really break it down for you to understand that that's not good. But what I'm telling you is fasting, the side effects... Fasting, we, we give something up. We go without for a little while. It's a little while. Think about it. You have the rest of the year to eat anything you want. If you lost 10 pounds during this 21 days, you got the rest of the year to put on 40 more. Come on. Give me a break, right? But, and, and so, but, but the side effects of putting something away, the side effects of holding back on something, the side effects is that we're building a discipline, and it's a discipline that we're building that we can use in other areas of our lives. Amen? We got some people here that stopped smoking 10, 15 days ago. Come on! Come on, you, you, you think... You, you should run around the church. See, you, you, think, you think stopping coffee is hard? You think kicking caffeine is hard? Try kicking nicotine. Come on. I mean, so, so there's a discipline that God is building in this fast, and the side effects are money in, in a crazy economy. Jobs, provision, all, all kinds of... Uh, how about fellowship? How about friendship? How about encouragement? How many of us have gotten closer because of this thing and we would not have been this close? Amen? Come on. Some of you come to each other and you, you encourage. You don't even know your last name, but you know, man, you're Nelly from the blog. You're Lourdes from the blog. I know you. You're Brenda from the blog. You're, you're this one from... You're Stacy and you're this and you're that. And you got to know each other through this fast. So the side effects are just a good life. Amen? Abundant life. This, what's better than that? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna, you might have a headache or two when you first start, a day or two. Yeah, you're gonna be cranky and nasty for a day or two, or three or four, some of you, right? Yeah, it's gonna bring some ugly out. Yeah, but guess what? That ugly shouldn't have been in there in the first place, amen? If you wanted that, that ugly in you builds cancer, do you know that? And so God through this fast is getting ugly out because He's releasing healing in us. He's releasing, He's building discipline and releasing healing. So listen, I just, I want to, I want to tell you this. It is the ninth, 10th, and 11th hour of this corporate fast. I want everybody to still have a chance to, to press on toward the mark. I don't want it to be in this last week that it be, end up just 15 of us getting through it. I want this last this last stretch, I want people to start coming. I want people running that never ran before. 
Come on, I want you to see this as a marathon. And I want to see people that never ran before just start to at least pep up their step. You know, some of us, we've been going for, for, eight, you know, for a lot of days already, for two weeks. And we're, 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 we're pressing on, we're sweating, and we're running. And, and, and some of us just, I ain't playing, playing that. You're just walking along the sidelines because you have to, because you're cooking food with them or, or they're cooking food for you. That ain't right. Come on. So, and, and you've been on the sidelines. I want to see start, people start to say, this is the last week. You know what? The, the, I see the finish line. It's Saturday afternoon. I, 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 I see the ribbon. You know what? I'm not going to let this, these runners take it. I'm going to start too. And, and, and I want to see some of you 60, 70 years old just, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 80 years old. Just, I'm going to start going for it too. And just start, start, and start running like you've been running all along. Amen? Guess what? There's no referee at the end that's going to disqualify you. Amen? That's the beauty of the body of Christ. There's nobody at the end that's going to say, Hey, oh, you didn't start at the beginning. Go back to go. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. No. It, 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 what's, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen with this body of Christ? When, when they see you get off the sidelines and say, I'm getting in this thing and I'm going to try to get my hustle on. I'm going to try to kick a little coffee. I'm going to try to give up a little something. I'm going to go without me for the rest of this week. You know what's going to happen? They're going to cheer you on. They're going to encourage you. Something's going to happen in you. Something's going to change in you. Your family's going to see it. People at work are going to see it. People all around you are going to see it. Something's going to happen. And so I encourage you to move on and do it. Amen? And this is the key. <laughs> this is for all of us, especially those that are, that are, sometimes, sometimes when we do something big for God, we get a little airheaded, we get a little big-headed. And I don't want that to happen here. I don't want any super self-righteous people here. Amen? So, so listen, the fasting does not impress God. Hate to burst the bubble. But for those of you that thought you were impressing God every day, right? Every time you push, you made chicken for the kids and you didn't eat, you say, wow, God must be so happy with me. God must be so impressed. God must be telling everybody about my passing up the chicken. But, but then you call your friend and you're cursing up a storm. You, you're living a whole different lifestyle, right? But you think God's going to be... No, listen, God, God looks at our hearts and God's always happy with you. And God's always excited about you. God is always on your worst day. Can you, can you tell somebody, on your worst day, God loves you. On your worst day, God says, I'm, I'm cheering for you, man. I, I know where you're in right now is not good, but I'm, I'm encouraging for you. The Word says that Jesus prays for us to the Father. He's at the right hand that He prays for us every day and it's not for those of us that are doing good today it's for each and every one of us amen so fasting does not impress God with our spirituality listen to this to the point that he ignores our disobedience on the contrary genuine fasting will always cause us to examine our hearts and make sure everything is right with him listen church God wants to make you right with him. God sent his son that we would be right with him. I want some of you to start today after lunch. I'll give you lunch. Start today after lunch like we started and I believe you can get exactly what those of us got that started at the very beginning. Yeah, it's not fair, but yeah, God's grace is awesome. If we got what we deserve, none of us would be here in the first place. Amen. So I want some of you to start today after lunch. Let's do this. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Worship team, if you're here, you want to come, come on.
Listen, I wanna, I'm offering you something you can use so that you can be something He can use. If that's your prayer today, if that's your desire, would you, would you just come, would you just come, come up, come up. You say, you want to get right with God, whether you started the fast, never started the fast, whether you're going to start the fast or not going to start the fast, just come up. Say, God, I want to be right with you. If you're in a place where you are not in right relationship with God, we're not here to condemn you. We're not here to beat up on you. We're here to be here with open arms and tell you, listen, God loves you. Would you just come? Would you just come? Bring your funk. Bring your nastiness. Bring your drug addiction in your pocket. Bring your alcohol addiction with you. Bring everything you got. Don't try to clean up before you get here. Don't try to hide. Don't try to put up a front. Come broken. Come ugly. Come smelly. Come, come with all your ugly hanging out. Just come. God says, I, I just I want you. I just want you. God wants you to get right. Let me get you. Let's find something out real quick because this is important. If you've never, if you've never made a decision to follow Christ, if you, you're becoming a Christian today for the first time, and all that means is saying, God, I'm making you Lord of my life. I believe that you died. I believe that the blood, I don't want it watered down. I want it full strength because I want it in my life and I need it to heal me from everything. If that's you for the first time today, would you just raise a hand so that we can have some people stand around you and pray with you? All right. Father, right now, Lord God, I just release, Lord, I bring to you your children, Lord God. God, I bring to you, I know, God, that you've brought some up today who's have, who they, they've had an expiration date on their faith carton, God, but they're here today to buy new milk. They're here today, Lord God, to get a new stamp. They're here, Lord God, to, that you would wipe out the date and it would be forever. Like we, we ended up singing forever and ever and ever. And that's what God is trying to say. Listen, your faith can't have an expiration date. It, it's not going to expire. I want it to be forever and ever and ever. And by coming up, you're deciding, God, I need you to break some things in my life. I need you to break it. I want this discipline of fasting because I want this discipline to apply to every area of my life. Father, right now, I ask you to release. I break the chains of drug addiction, God. God, I break the chains of habitual sin. I break the bondage, Lord God, of, of, of brokenness. I break the bondage of insecurity. I break the bondage of loneliness. God, I come right now and I ask you to touch people's minds. To, to, let's get the prayer team up here and just start to pray with some of these people. Come on. Yes. Get our ministry team up here. I want you to just pray. Pray for their minds. Pray that God is just releasing something over them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Father, we stand. We stand firm, Lord God. And we stand with our brothers and sisters today, Lord God. Those that are, that are standing here because they want to be closer to you. Because they want to commit to you, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that even those that start today, that you are so gracious, that you are so good, that you give them even more than some of us that started in the beginning. God, give them something awesome at the finish line. Give them something awesome, Lord. Build up a faith in them that's unbelievable, that's unstoppable, that's powerful, Lord God. We just release that right now in Jesus' name. Go ahead, guys. We release it right now.
Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.